0: Disasters, my baby has been around for me. Kingdoms are falling, angels be calling. None of that could ever.
1: You are listening to
2: It's Bigger Than Hip Hop -Hop Radio.
3: And it's presented like a jewelry.
2: Enriching, encouraging, and engaging our youth. Here on iHeartRadio with influential guests such as Susan Taylor. Uh, We're a community in crisis, and we have to step up. We have to stand up. We have to speak up. We have to work together. Just Siri X. And then because we have Facebook and Twitter and we're able to share this information, the information is getting out there more.
4: Dr. Julia Here. Because we live in a racist society and you can get arrested black boys for walking while black, thinking while black, driving while black, and anything you're doing while black. Dick Gregory. I can go and tell you why this program you have is so beautiful.
0: That one, truth, don't never have to be validated by ignorance, ignorance. But
4: ignorance will never validate truth.
2: This is It's Bigger Than Hip Hop Radio. Tune in every Friday from 10 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern on WWWEAM 1100 on iHeartRadio. We 1100 at lens.com.
4: And so again, I said, you know, what you are doing, is very important, and a lot of times when you do shows like this, you must have people listen, give a tape recorder, or make the tape available. Hit us up
2: on the hotline at 404-603-8770 And now, Jeff Hodges.
3: What's good everybody? Welcome to another edition of It's Bigger Than Hip Hop. I'm Jeff Hodges.
5: And I'm your girl Shana.
3: And you know we always excited to be on the radio to give you what we do. To
5: give you what
3: you need. (laughs) Alright? Check it out. Tonight, like none other, we are really excited because Mm -hmm. we got a real special one. A banger. You know what I mean? Our guest is legendary. You guys know her. Best known for her iconic role of Kim Reese. The pre-med student on the hit NBC sitcom A Different World. She're here to talk about what she's doing, big things with her company, Tri Wind Productions, and she got a new prop, uh, project out called the Coffee Pot. We're gonna talk about that and so much more. So, without further delay, family, help me welcome to the show, Miss Chanel Brown.
0: Hey, everybody. Hey. <laughs> How are
3: you guys doing? We're doing great. It's so it's so it's so exciting to have you on the show. Likewise. Uh, no doubt. I'm really, I'm really excited because one, when I begin to put it out, well, let me tell you, every guy I know immediately went into. I had a crush on her. I had a crush
4: on her. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know mean? It's like, where were they? I mean, it's like it's really weird. I mean, because back then we didn't have social media, so nobody could really get to us, and we couldn't get to them. Right, right. And so now we're saying we had a crush. I was like, oh man.
1: Right,
5: <laughs> wow. <right>. <laughs> <laughs> Now, we're going to go ahead and get into your acting career. Now, we know your Wonderful. resume um, with the acting is very extensive from multiple sitcoms, mm-hmm. Broadway mm-hmm. plays, and the list mm-hmm. goes on. But once again, we all know you, man, from playing Kim Reese. So go ahead and tell bah. us how did that get started with The Different World?
4: You know, actually, I was doing uh, Serafina on Broadway, and um, we were on our way to South Africa to tour it. Okay. And so, you know, we get a little cocky, you know, because I was like, I'm going to South Africa. <laughs> I'm going to my roots, you know. And so this came up. I had um, some managers. There were two white ladies that told me that my color wasn't in this season. Mm. Wow. And so and so, I told her, you call me back when it is.
1: Wow. And I left.
4: And two weeks later, they called me back and said, your color is in. Oh. <laughs> and, so, and, and so, you know what I mean? And so I audition for Serafina, and then after that, you know, we were on our way to Serafina, they got the call that Lisa was leaving, and they needed two other people to fill it. I did not think anything of it, because I'm a theater baby.
1: Mm -hmm. I
4: mean, going I hate to say it, but going to South Africa was more important than me being on NBC. I mean, because I wanted to, you know, experience the culture and, you know, everything. And so when I auditioned, I really didn't put any effort in it. I really didn't care. And so I teach here in Houston, and so I tell my, my, my students, don't care. It works. Mm. You, you cannot be so desperate because I can smell desperation on that. How
1: about that?
4: And so, you know what I mean? And so I went in not caring. I went back in for my, you know, uh, my second call back, not caring. Then mm. they said, you, you know, you're coming in for your screen test. Now it started to care. Right. I was <laughs> like, I mean, oh, my God, I'm actually going in. And I went in and uh, let's be honest, there are far more better actors than I was. I mean, I was like in awe just being happy being there with these divas mm-hmm. and when i got into um the audition i heard this white man every time i would say something he would start laughing and i got so annoyed i don't know why i got annoyed i wanted him to shut up <laughs> say, let me just finish what i'm doing come to find out it was brandon Tartikoff. oh okay.
5: wow and,
4: and he liked what i was doing and so he hired me
5: yeah so it was you, for you, it was for you.
3: Exactly. Now, you mentioned about your color and all that. We just had uh, documentary filmmaker D. Chance Berry, who did it mm. with uh, Bill Dukes, that Dark Girl series. So, you know, yeah, we salute you, queen. We know <laughs> your, 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 your color <laughs> is always in, y'all heard? <laughs> Talk about the fascination of acting and where it came for, from for you.
4: Mm. Actually, um, actually, I really believe that uh, when you're born, your steps are ordered, mm. and so God will put in your desire. You just got to find it. And so back when I was in the second grade, I um, I was watching this show called Lassie. I don't know if anybody remembers yeah, that mess, but it Lashy. was Lassie, and this dog this, 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 this didn't come back. Right. And so I started crying, and I was like, oh my God, I can make myself cry if I remember something bad. I had no idea that was the Stanislavski mouth he me. In second grade, you don't know me better. And so we used to go every Friday to go see these darn ducks in the pond. I'm like, why are we? It's the same duck. It's like, why are we going every Friday to see the same ducks? Okay. And so one, one Friday, I went to see the ducks and I started sense memory and remembering Lassie not coming back and I started crying. And, and, and my teacher was like, what's wrong? And, you know, with the, in second grade, you can't think it through. I was like, my brother died in the pond. Meanwhile, <laughs> anyway, I have no brothers, I have one sister. I was so convincing that they left the pond. All the kids gave you their candy, you know. The teacher and I'm on the way back. My mom is at the door. Like, how was your day? I'm like, great. She was like, um, Ms. White called, and Ms. White called and said, I'm so sorry that we were taking you out to the pond. And my mom was like, Why are you taking? What? She was like, I'm sorry about your son. My mom was like, One son? His <laughs> son died. Are- so I got the say. I got the whipping of my life. But the thing is, this, I had to go back and to apologize in front of the class. And then my parents realized either I would be a pathological liar or an actor because <laughs> actors are, we're good liars. That's what we do.
1: Right, right,
4: right.
5: Now, as an African- and so they put me in classes,
4: and so it, it just it, you know every, it, ever since then, been going forward.
5: <laughs> as an African American actress, do you find that some roles that are offered to you, you are placed in a specific box?
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I was very fortunate because acting was very common. And I like that. People go, don't be common. No, it's more common people in the world than extraordinary. Mm. You know, and, and they really need to be recognized. And I believe that Kim was just common, trying to work hard, trying to, you know, please our parents and trying to do the best she could. Mm. You know, and so I, you know, with that, I mean, I'm, I'm very proud of um, that role. Mm. I mean, at one time, I didn't like her because she was boring, but I realized that she was important in society. You know, especially a little child, you know, that, that had brain injuries you know and wanted to do something with herself and not you know be out there with people think that dark-skinned women are very loose and i don't get that i never got that in my life you know that we're promiscuous or something it's something stupid and i really believe that's that willie lynch letter I, mm-hmm. t- I want everybody to read that willie lynch letter to find out why we are the way we are mm-hmm. and it's still going on today it's a mm-hmm. model that we need to break the chain i teach at university of Houston. And I told my students, read the Willie Lynch letter. Right. They get back to
3: me. Okay. You're listening to mm-hmm. It's Bigger Than Hip Hop. Our very special guest, actress, producer, songwriter, singer, fashion designer, Miss <laughs> <Ms. laughs> Chanel Brown is in the
4: Yay! building.
3: We're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back.
4: Wonderful. This is Damien Crazy Legs
3: Hall, co-owner of WWRN Radio. Keep us locked 24-7 and enjoy our classic hip-hop and R&B station. Oh, yeah, baby. It ain't over. Don't, touch, Don't that touch that dial, that baby. Dial, baby.
2: none other than Marlena, a.k.a. Lois Lane. Breakfast is over. It's dinner time now on It's Bigger Than Hip Hop with your host Jeff Hodges on iHeartRadio every Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern.
1: It's bigger.
6: It's bigger. It's
3: bigger than hip hop. Yeah. And we back. It's bigger than hip hop. I'm your host Jeff Hodges. On the phone with us is our very special guest. As I said, Miss Charlene Brown, Miss Lady. Man, you guys are playing. You guys are playing some sick music. It's beautiful. Oh, I'm ah, glad everybody's doing the music because yeah. this is one of them nights. I got some joints for the people. So yes, yeah. <laughs> I got some joints. So check it out. nice
4: Nice.
3: Let's talk about your project through your company, wow. uh, Trade Wind yeah. Productions.
4: Yeah, we have a lot of stuff happening, actually. Uh, the coffee pot with, with um, Glam Pro and um, with um, uh, Mr. Picasso. Right, right. Uh, which I, I love, I adore, I love his hustle.
3: Shout out to Glam Life. No doubt.
4: Shout out to him. Um, that's right, to the company. And, um, you know, um, the coffee pot, actually, it was originally called the Coffee Clash. Right. And we did a little research and realized that um, people are like, we don't know what that is. <laughs> so you know, nice. they can relate to the coffee box because coffee, which is amazing and you know, Mr. Picasso had it brought it to my attention that with uh, color purple, mm-hmm. it had nothing to do with the color purple. You just saw it in the field. Right. You know what I mean? So it's all about, you know, drawing people to what they are accustomed to and coffee. Everybody drinks coffee. And so it's about four women, you know, who learn the true meaning of um respect love. You know, and what I what I did was I wrote it. Because um, we always have, um, um, uh, like, films that uh, the black women are the martyr. I'm tired of that. (laughs) I am quirky. I I mess up. I'm I'm clumsy. I'm crazy. You know, and I think that um, we need to show that we're vulnerable women. We're not all martyrs all the time. Mm -hmm. And in my lifetime, all my black men have been very positive. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to show that there's positive men out there, more than you think. But what we see on the media and stuff are all these, you know, these chicken heads. But these are some really incredible men, black men out there that I am proud of and love. Because I love black men. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's nothing like them. Nothing like them. (laughs)
5: Now, the coffee pot deals with four women, um, close, close friends. So, how important do you believe having a sisterhood is to a woman? Uh, Just having those close friends, those women to vent to.
4: I think it's important. I mean, I, you know, I, I go and I jog, you know, and I see women, I see black women. Mm-hmm. And it pains me that when I get close to them, they get very defensive. Mm-hmm. You know, and I always say hello and it throws them off. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why is that foreign now? You know, as, as black women, I mean, we need this form of bond. I mean, we're all God's children. Right. Mm-hmm. Especially with black women, we got power. Yes. And we're, it's together, nobody can stop us. Nobody can stop us, but we've gotten so um, in these cliques and, you know, so insecure about who we are that we have to pick on somebody else to feel better. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, how that happened because back in the day, you know, when we were growing up and we were in New York struggling, it was all about women power. And we respected each other and we loved each other. And, that's, and the alternative word is love. Mm-hmm. We have to love each other. I mean, I love our black women. It's me. When I look in the mirror, I see you. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And there's no other way. I I just don't understand the disconnect. Mm -hmm. I don't.
5: Now, getting back into the coffee pot, you do have the four distinctive women. You have Samantha, Dominique, Cindy, and Monica. Which one of those women relate more to you?
4: Actually, I'm playing Samantha. Okay. Okay. And actually, Samantha is the one that keeps the glue together. Because without Samantha, no one would be friends. Okay. If you ever have a, a you know friends where there's one person <laughs> that keeps it harmonious,
5: mm-hmm. right. I'm that friend in
4: my other, friend. Are you that person? I'm yeah. That friend? Yep. I'm that person too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So you got. And me. so it's a very it's a very heavy piece. Um, I, I wrote it because um, I had to say it on air. Mm. You know, a lot of my friends were dying of AIDS. And um, what's happening is they're telling these kids that it's okay that you can just get a pill. Mm. But people don't understand that HIV, you can live with AIDS, you cannot.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: And I'm not telling these kids. And people are dying right now, but it's not the flavor of the month. Right. It's not prominent anymore. We got Trump. Nobody cares about anything else. I mean, we're watching his Twitter.
1: Okay.
4: You know, I mean, so nobody's caring about these kids dying. I mean, you have women dying every day
1: mm-hmm.
4: of, of, of the AIDS virus, and nobody cares. But you're, you're convincing these young kids that if you take a pill, you'll be okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Right.
4: And so what I want to do is, with co- the coffee pot, I want to I get to the heart of it. Because most um, movies that have dealt with this issue, if they scare you. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you have a baby and they say, don't go to the fire, what do they do? They go to the fire. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: So what I want to do is, I want you to realize that, you know, if you love somebody and you throw a rock in the river, it ripples.
3: Mm-hmm. So
4: everybody's affected.
3: Indeed, indeed.
5: Well, you're talking about something All up right. here. <laughs> now
3: that Star studded cast you have, it's an amazing lineup. Jasmine Guy, Michael <laughs> Beach, T.C. Carson, yeah. Glenn Thurman, yeah. just to name a few.
4: What's, yeah. what,
3: what has it been like working on the set?
4: Um and we haven't started yet. Oh, okay. We're still okay. yeah, we're still in the final, we're we're in the empathy phase mm. of it. Okay. You know, so it's 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 a beautiful place to be. Mm-hmm. You know, we wanna make sure that um, we do it right, we wanna make sure it's it's entertaining because with age people shy away from it. They don't wanna deal with it. Mm-hmm. But if we deal with it in an issue of love mm-hmm. and you have these African American men that'll stick by their women no matter what, mm-hmm. then we have dialogue.
3: Exactly. Definitely important, mm-hmm. needed dialogue. What was the yes. best part about filming uh, as you preparing and doing as you're doing this particular project?
4: You know, I think, I mean, with me, filming, you have to have people you can trust. Mm-hmm. And I handpick people that I love and that I can trust can, can, can do the job, first of all, right. and then do it well. You know, because, you know, with movies, you know, black people, we're really hard on each other. So I mean, it has to be right, and and you, and you have, they have to really believe that we are who we are, mm-hmm. you know, or they won't. Look at, you know, look at Black Panther, amazing movie. Right. Mm-hmm. I believed that they were sisters and in lovers and friends, right. and that's what it's about. That's what I don't care how much money it is. If you get the right cast, the right DP, right. the right director, that's money. Mm-hmm. It's money
5: of mm-hmm. the right cast. um taking it back to a different world. once again, uh, you know, that show definitely was a major um, element in African American culture. Yeah. Um, how do you believe um, a different world shaped your acting career today?
4: You know, actually, it was it wasn't actually um different world that did it. it was Debbie Allen.
5: Oh, okay, okay. Mm,
4: <laughs> because she was no nonsense. Um and I what I've learned from Debbie is nothing else is that you know when you go into a project you have to be good at what you do mm-hmm. you know and you have to know it because so many people will come up and go and be yes people you're great, right, you're great, right, you were right, right you know and then you start believing the hype mm-hmm. what she taught us was if you felt that you were in the zone take your accolades if you didn't just and let it go in one ear and not the other mm-hmm. because you will start getting false you know, gratitude, thoughts. you know, and, and I see that a lot on TV right now. Mm-hmm. These people actually think that they're really get act. People <laughs> have told them that they are wonderful, and I'm going to keep it <laughs> real. It's like, what? I mean, and, and, and I want to go back to acting. I mean, they're taking, you know, what we do, our passion right. for granted. Mm-hmm.
5: Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. I definitely... It's hard work, man. It's hard work. It's no joke.
3: No doubt, no doubt. Well, I, I respect the craft, um... So that's why I'll salute you guys. <laughs> I just happened to stumble on being in Black Panther. It was
5: un- Yes, he un- was. Un- Ooh, he, never, listen, yes, he never let yes. us
3: live that down, of
5: okay, that he not. was in of
4: Black Panther. Not. Oh, <laughs> man, that's major. Okay. Oh, like, I've seen that like 10 times. I, in, I, Black Panther is one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, no mm-hmm. doubt. Amazing. Amazing.
5: What advice <laughs> would you give to a young woman, African-American woman, who's thinking about pursuing an acting career?
4: You know, I would always say, make sure that this is what God ordains for you. Mm -hmm. Make sure that if you want to go in this business, ask yourself would you do it for free?
1: Mm, And if you do
4: it for free, that's your desire. There you go. So God put that desire in your your body and your spirit to to go out and do what your purpose is. So if you can say that I can do this for free, all systems go. God got gotcha. But if you're do doing it for be, being famous mm-hmm. or notoriety or for money, find something
3: else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. You're listening to is Bigger Than Hip Hop. I'm your host, Jeff Hodges. That's on the phone with us, our special guest actress, Charlene Brown. we go take Yay! a
7: quick commercial
3: <laughs> break, and we'll be right back.
0: Right.
7: Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Selena Johnson, and breakfast is over. It's dinner time now, baby. Every Friday, live on iHeartRadio. It's bigger than hip-hop radio. <laughs>
0: Wake a fumble and twist till the truth starts to click. There's so much space in this bed, these sheets go for months, dreams of your smile. I- I gotta show you how I love you like I've never ever loved somebody. I'll give you things you didn't even know you wanted. Don't tell me that it's not enough. My time is up, you're over us. Cause I think I might do anything for you if you just let me Still fresh and the smell of your scent. How could I forget your words? How they cut me to shreds. But to tell you the truth, every piece is for you. I don't want to be just a memory, and I don't want to feel your wings break free. Without you, i lost in the breeze. I gotta be strong now. I gotta show you how I love you like I've never ever loved somebody.
7: It's Bigger Than Hip Hop Radio presents a moment in hip hop with Mocha Brown. From nodding our heads to player's ball to ragtime into the controversial Rosa Park, we ride for Outkast. This rap duo formed in 1991 in East Point, Georgia. Members Andre 3000 Benjamin and Antoine Big Boy Patton were schoolmates who shared a passion for rap music. Their height of success in the 1990s and early 2000s helped to popularize Southern hip hop. Many say they put Southern rap and Atlanta on the map. Outkast gave us a diversity of musical genres in their songs by often incorporating jazz and funk into them. Dre's melodic flow and psychedelic lyrics float above these musical fusions while big boys' smooth punchlines anchor the ship. It's bigger than hip-hop radio salutes. Outcasts, true pioneers of hip-hop. I'm Mocha Brown with your moment in hip-hop.
3: back it's bigger than hip-hop what's good everybody miss mm-hmm. brown i see you yeah. take, you take your creative skills and you dabbled into several things and we want to talk yeah. about that clothing line tell
4: us a little yeah. something about the charlene
3: <laughs> brown collection
4: yeah i um you know actually um uh, during the different worlds most of those clothes I I, I I i design myself and sewed oh, wow. oh perfect. because 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 I just couldn't find anything for that little waist in this butt of mine. (laughs) You know, know, and right now, you know, I mean, everybody's getting it, but you know, I mean, we're the originals where we're it, naturally. And so what I wanted to do is is to do a line that was timeless, that can make everybody look beautiful. And, you know, and I'm, I'm I'm very bohemian, so I really believe that flowy clothes and stuff, I think for the man, it's a mystery. Mm. And, and he'll, he'll want to get to know you, but you, you stuff is all out. He already knows. Mm. You know, and so it, it's nice to be, you know, I mean, very sexy and covered and flowy, and so he can get to know you a little better. And so that's what it's about.
3: Indeed. What is your favorite part about being a creator?
4: You know, actually, I, you know, that's very interesting, uh, being a creator. I just, I, I just am. I mean, I just, God made me this way. Um, I love to create. I love to repurpose furniture. I love to uh, design uh, apartments and houses. I just, and you know, and with me too, it, it, you know, and I know people are going to say, my God, she's really pro black. Yes, I am.
1: Um,
4: I really love when I go into a home, I want to know that an African American lives there.
1: Mm.
4: When you walk into a home, you should know who lives there. You know, and so I really, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I really love African-American art. I love, I'm, 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 you know, I'm a connoisseur of everything black because black is beautiful. I don't know about anybody else. I mean, you, you really, you know, look at your history and find out where you came from. Because, you know, we are freaking kings and queens. Mm-hmm. And we Talk invented about. almost everything out of necessity. And I tell the kids, you know, that, you know, there's no reason for you to be dumb. We have the phone. We have Google. Mm-hmm. Look it up mm-hmm. and find out what, where you come from. Then you have a base. Mm-hmm. Then whenever anybody calls you a nigger and all that nonsense, it should bounce back off you like a you know like water on a duck's back because that's not who you are. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, you're talking about something now. <laughs> I am definitely an advocate for women empowerment. Um, all the mm-hmm. women in the entertainment industry now is becoming more of a trend for women to become their own boss. And mm-hmm. I know that you wrote, produced and directed your own film, um play called Why Break Down When You Can Break Down. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about that and, and why do you think women are now, you know, putting those boss hats on?
4: I, I really should first of all the why breakdown leg breakthrough is an adaptation of the coffee pot. hmm I turned it into a play. Oh. Mm-hmm. And Aga and Pharmaceuticals who um, produces wow. the cocktail sponsored that. Mm-hmm. You know, to do it, and so that was a blessing. But I think with women, I just think that God said it's time. We've been dormant enough. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been very dormant enough. But one thing about black women, and I gotta say this, and I know everybody's like to agree. Uh-oh. You know, it's okay to be the boss lady, baby. But it, you know, but you got you have to recognize your king. Say that again. Uh-oh. Wait a minute. <laughs> Say that again. It's okay to be the boss lady, but you have to recognize
3: your king. I'm not putting a denim to that. He, he gotta definitely qualify to be a king though. There you, a king. there you go. Uh, there
5: you go. Thank you, Jeff, him. for that. Thank you.
3: Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So so. Oh yeah. <laughs> so now that we uh touched on that one of the things that really really grabbed my attention about your work is out there in Houston because my sons and their wives and my grandkids live there and I visit quite often Mm -hmm. there's some Mm -hmm. areas and I don't really like doing labels but just for the sake Mm -hmm. of argument there's some areas they call you know troubled and there's some Mm teens at risk and such but you took on the task of working with them and I think that's quite commendable oh yeah they're quite
4: talented right and the thing is you know the only thing they need is love and recognition talk about that talk about that 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 is the only thing um, they needed, was for somebody to really care about them. And also, too, as adults, we're always talking at kids. Right. Kids are smart, and they don't want to be talked at. They want to express who they are. And I have acting classes here, and I have the kids. They're in charge. I'm just a facilitator, mm. and so they talk about school. They interpret, you know, they, they make plays about what's happening and you know, what's happening in school, which is chilling what's going on in these schools these days. And so these kids are opening up, you know. And I just really believe that, you know, being that the arts are being taken out of the schools, it's up to us to bring it to them. Mm-hmm. Right. That's all they need is encouragement. They don't need. I mean, they're not like I tell my adult actors: you have to have a child like mine Mm. In order to survive in this business. Because when you become an adult, you're boring and you're trifling. Mm. So when you have that childlike spirit, you know, you create. You create. And these kids create. It's amazing.
5: When it comes down to acting, what do you believe is the hardest thing about portraying someone else's life? Um, What if you hadn't went through those issues that the character has going through?
4: Yeah, you know, that's very, I, I love that question, and I get that a lot in class. Um, the thing is, this with actors, I'm going to tell you, most actors have gone through hell. Mm. God has put them in a position to experience everything so they can pull from their data bank. Mm-hmm. And so, what happens is, when a part comes, it's like, no problem, I've been through that, <laughs> right. you know, no problem. And so, it becomes real because acting is real. Mm-hmm. That's our problem, we're, we're there to convince you that we are not who we say we are. Mm-hmm. That is our job to do, but in order to do that, you have to do your homework and do your bio and, you know, and really build up that character so you die and the character lives. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating, I love the process. Of, of turning into one person to the other. And also with actors, most of us are very shy. Obviously enough, I am. But I love to be other people and not be judged. Because I'm judged out there every day. But when I'm on that stage, you can say, you suck. Who cares? I'll play the character. <laughs> and so it's, you know, being all the people you want to be without being judged. I think that's phenomenal.
3: Taking on the uh, stance and... Bringing forth the information and light to the uh, issue of AIDS and HIV. Mm-hmm, what, was, mm-hmm.
4: what was part of the what what was part of the uh, the highlight of the uh, film for you? For this? You know, I'm going to tell you the base of why I did it. You know, and I think it's very important. I had so many people dropping dead back in the '80s. Right.
1: You
4: know, like the late '80s, '90s. Every week, I would get a phone call that someone had died, mm-hmm. and what scared me was I was desensitized. And you know, I start not feeling anymore. And I had a really close friend of mine come to me and told me that he had HIV. And you know, I was supportive, but this is what I did. I, it became transformative of emotion. I thought, what would happen if he dies? What would happen to me? Mm. So I did not, you know, I and mean, eventually I came around, you know, but I thought to myself, maybe it was too late because I was, I was all in my own crap. As opposed to reaching out to him and letting him know that it was okay. Right. And I asked God, what can I do? What can I do, you know, to, to rectify this issue? Because we're human. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we, we, well, imagine when we think about what happens to us. You know, what happens if somebody touches a glass? That still happens today. Yeah. I, can't, I can't creep behind them. It's sad. We have all the information, but in our African-American community, it's taboo.
5: You know what I find? You know? Yeah. I'm, I'm a 23-year-old African-American young lady, I would say. Mm-hmm. And what I find is that a lot of people in our generation, well, in my generation, are mm-hmm. the, the idea of the thought of knowing is the scariest part. So they're not getting wow. tested. You know right. they—they know they may not be the safest out there when it comes down to their, you know, sexual activities. Mm-hmm. But it's like mm-hmm. I, I don't want to go get tested because what if I don't want to yeah. know? Stigma. You know, right. yeah, right. It's like that. I don't want to. But know. I,
4: but I have to say something about your um, generation. Mm-hmm. I love your generation. Mm-hmm. You know why I love your generation? Because actually, you guys are fair. Okay. You are open to everything. You're not as 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 minded as the, 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 the you know the, the the people you know back in a day, unless you guys will listen and you and you're open to other cultures mm-hmm. and you learn from other cultures, like you don't have just black friends, you have a multitude of friends, mm-hmm. you know from everywhere. We didn't have that back then. We stayed in our own race and that's what i admire about your 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 generation but what scares me about the generation is what you just said yeah
1: right.
4: you know they they won't it's in denial it's not gonna happen to me and that's why it always happens because you say it doesn't happen to you mm-hmm. and i want to you know with this film i want to let people know that it can happen to anybody mm-hmm. it could be your sister it could be your brother your aunt your uncle your mother Everything, Because when you love somebody hard and something happens to them, it's a rippling effect. It starts happening to you. Mm. And so I thought that if we do it this way, we'll get people to at least think before you do. If I can get one person to think before you do, when we do this film, I've done my job. Mm.
5: That's your biggest message that you want people to get from the film. Think before you do. I like think
4: before that. you do. Yeah. I
5: like it. Like
3: <laughs> So what do you you hope people take away from your film?
4: I want people to, like I said, I want dialogue. You know, as African Americans, we don't talk enough. We talk at each other. You know, somebody dies and gets shot. Oh, we're But we really don't talk to each other and resolve issues amongst ourselves. And and the thing with me, we're the only race that are not together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're the only ones that are scattered, but if you know, I really believe that God is telling us, get it together, mm-hmm. you know, come together as a whole. Because if we come together as a whole, I'm talking about gangbangers, mm-hmm. blah 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 blah, we would be something to reckon with. And I believe that white people know that. Yeah. It's just that That's
5: we don't know it. That's that that, that was the whole concept behind of that film, Get Out. You know, yeah. um, there you were, go. They were taking from the African Americans because right. they knew exactly how powerful we were. So. Indeed, That's exactly. Been
4: mm-hmm. Yep. And, and and I know too that I'm not going to be, um, you know, the favorite when I say this, and I really don't care.
1: Right.
4: i um, actually, you know, Black Lives Matter. Before we can put it out there, we really have to say Black Lives Matter. So that means that if some little kid is killed in the hood, you're gonna protest that too. Right. Exactly. Because until we get that together, they're gonna to not respect us. Exactly. They're not, because we're not respecting each other, we're killing each other. For what? For the 90s? <laughs> right. I just, I don't understand the concept of all coming together in Black Lives Matter. Let really within our own communities we matter. Yes. So when you see something, you know, and you see you know a drive-by shooting, talk about a bullet has no name. Are you crazy? Mm. Until we get to that point where it matters, all this stuff is still going to happen. Sorry, indeed, indeed. We- our little our little black boys and our girls are going to be shocked we- until we come together as one. It's not gonna happen.
3: Exactly. Now this film, Coffee Pot, definitely is touching on a very powerful topic. When mm-hmm. can we expect to see this film?
4: Actually, um, we're looking in at February to be released okay. but I ha- but I have to you know for that I love that I have to say that you know there's so many other things I have my acting academy here in Houston mm-hmm. we're doing we're, we're executive producing a play called um, uh, Never Play With a Woman's Heart oh, okay. and that's going to be at the um, one night only August 4th right. at the bon- at, at the Julie Rogers Theater in Beaumont Texas guys come out and get your tickets it's going to be fabulous and also too I'm on a radio station called KCOH the oldest African-American station here in Houston with my life coach. Yeah, and it's called that. Defining Your Journey. And we talk about everything. Right. Everything. Because we need to. Indeed, indeed. We need to come clean. <laughs>
5: <laughs> now, getting back into the acting for a bit. Um, who are some actresses or actors that may have inspired you or still is inspiring you?
4: Oh, God. Um, um, uh, Cicely Tyson that's my, yo, um, that's um, my um, I'll man. say words if you can see <laughs> um, me right now that's cool. Angela, Angela, oh Bassett. Angela Bassett Angela Bassett love her and let's go on the other side Meryl Streep okay, okay. these are phenomenal actors that turn into other people mm. that to me is the ultimate and, you know acting game when you can you know transform yourself into another person and I don't see you mm-hmm. oh that's fierce
5: oh yes because that's and that, that's what they do Tina, t- yeah t- when I think of yeah. Tita Turner, I just see Angela Bassett. I don't even see oh Tita Oh, my Turner.
4: God. I mean, when I saw that, I forgot what Tita Turner looked like. I yeah. forgot what Tita Turner was
5: the okay. <laughs> Same thing with Jennifer Lopez when she did Selena. Oh, mm-hmm.
4: yes. Wasn't that amazing? Yes.
5: Ooh. When I think yeah. of Selena, I ultimately this
4: think of nice Jennifer, Lopez. Can...
3: Think Jennifer Lopez. I think of
5: Jennifer Lopez. Exactly. Yes. Yes.
4: Okay.
3: Tell us about the Macklin classes and how someone could participate.
4: Okay, actually, my classes are, I have a six-week a course. On Saturdays only, and I have children where they create everything. They create their plays. It's very diplomatic because mm-hmm. the kids are you know, always on the computer, so they, com- they don't communicate like they used to. Mm-hmm. And so I have them. They're forced to communicate where they create everything. I'm just their facilitator. Mm-hmm. And then with the scenes, I have a beginner's class, teen study class, where we uh, teach technique. I, mean, I believe in Houston, Texas. Fierce talent. but They just don't have technique. Mm-hmm. And that's why God brought me down here because this is going to be the next mega. This is going to be the next oh, entertainment yeah. set. And so, yeah. So I want to get them fresh So when they come in, they can compete with the beavers that they want to bring in. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and so that—that's what God wanted me to do to come down here. And then we have scene setting class where you hone your chops. They, I have them writing. I have them directing. I tell them acting is no longer feasible. It's not enough. Mm-hmm. Just being an actor is not enough. You have to learn how to write, produce, direct, and so we do all of those things uh, within our um, within our program.
3: Okay. Nah. Give them that. Give them that uh, information where they can, you know, locate you and learn more about. Oh, you okay.
4: Know. Actually, if you want to, you know, learn more about uh, the the uh, sessions, mm-hmm. um, it's Tri Win Productions. T as in Tom. R I W E N as in Nancy. Productions with an S. 22 at yahoo.com. All right.
5: Now mm-hmm. we know you're into acting. We know you do fashion. What other avenues would you like to get your feet wet in? She
4: can blow. over there. What, talk what about that scene. Yeah, Well, you can <laughs> sing? Yeah, talk I, about I that mean, scene. I, I, you know, something. Wherever God you know, like leads me, it's really weird because I'm, I'm teaching. Well, I have segments where I teach at U of H. I never thought I would teach, mm-hmm. and so you know, and so I'm. I, the thing is, wherever He leads me, because actually people don't understand that. They were like, "Where have you been?" And you know, my mom has Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. and so my priority was to take care of my mommy mm-hmm. and so i had to step out but god blessed me to teach so i could still be in the game mm-hmm. and so for any people that go where were they because we're not on the screen does not mean that we're not doing what we love
3: definitely mm-hmm. still relevant definitely still relevant
4: yes yeah now- and so i I'm, I'm you know i'm into everything it's wonderful it's fun
5: <laughs> now with this music could we possibly get some projects from you no. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're leaving it at the
4: house. <laughs> we we'll keep it to the covers and YouTube. We we'll keep it like that.
5: Well, you know not? what I mean? I
4: know my limit. Oh, I mean, yeah. I think with me, with acting, I mean, with singing, you have to give a hundred percent. With right. me, I give fifty, and I ask you to give fifty. That's no good. Okay. okay. And, and you know, and I don't want to, you know, you know, to to um, mess up somebody's opportunity that really wants to do it. And I'm doing it because. Because mm-hmm. it's just not in my spirit yet. Maybe later, but right now it's not there. It's not a passion to find.
5: Okay. Well, speaking yeah. of later, where do you see yourself in about five years? Where would you like to see yourself?
4: You know, something. I see myself with a, um, um, a a theater. Okay. On the north side, where we can bring in original plays. Mm that you haven't seen before,
1: mm-hmm.
4: you know, and, you know, bringing in um, master classes, like Jasmine with dancing and PC and voiceovers, and that's where I see myself. And also, too, I see myself as an incredible production company where we're doing wonderful things, where we're bringing in new talent, mm-hmm. because that's what it's about. You know, you know, we don't have enough new talent for African-Americans. We use the same people. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, you know, but if you, if you think about it, in the white industry, they're always bringing in new people. Yes. We don't do that. Mm. We don't, you know, I mean, we, we get to the point where we get sick of somebody. Mm. And that's not good. Like, for instance, I love Kevin Hart, but man, okay. <laughs> you, know, I, you know what I mean? I love him. I think he's great. I think he's adorable. But it's a time when you need to cut off, right. you know, and take a little sabbatical, right. you know, right. and come back like, like Will Smith did. Mm. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. He came back on Instagram and started blowing up mm-hmm. because he has a movie coming out. You know what I mean? So we need to have new people. You know, because we're getting older, you know, and let's let's get some new people in there that are conscious, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and conscious about who they are and That's what right. they are and represent it. That's right. That's right. Yeah.
5: Now, how important do you believe social media is when it comes to shaping a career in the entertainment industry?
4: I hate to say it, but it's really important.
5: It is. I yeah, it is.
4: It is. It's very important because now you have accessibility to everybody. Mm-hmm. Right. But you have to do it right. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have to, you know, I mean, I always say that they will follow Tyler Perry's um, layout. You may not like his movies and stuff, but he has a hell of a, you know, you know, you know, the way he does things. And I follow the way he does it, Mm -hmm. you know. And the thing is, the bottom line is what I got out of that is African-Americans want to be catered to. They want to feel special. You think so? they, will come, they will come to stuff if you make them feel that they're special and they're worthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what Tyler Perry does. Yeah. He makes these church folks feel wonderful. <laughs> because look at it this way. Check this out. You know, you have a, a, a six, eight man dressed in drag. Mm-hmm. And you got these old little white women, I mean, black women that have been in church forever going yeah. to the movies. That's a bad man. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Yeah, how about that? How about Last that? That's a bad man. How
4: about I said, instead, of, instead of hating him, you better follow his the program. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he also
5: has a great backstory, you know, coming from being homeless, uh writing yes. plays out of his car to take all of that and become the yes. successful person he is today. He's definitely an inspiration. and mm-hmm. I, I, admire think, yeah, I admire
4: him. I admire him. I admire his hustle. I think he's fabulous. Yeah.
3: Ms. Mm -hmm. Charlene Brown, it's definitely been an honor, a pleasure, a
1: joy,
4: refreshing.
3: Love your energy, love your energy.
4: I love you guys' energy because actually I really don't talk that much, <laughs> but I think your your energy, you know, which is wonderful, and I want to thank you for that because it, it's it's helping me get on the radio show mm-hmm. and you allow people to be who they are. Exactly. And I thank you for that. Yeah. I thank you for. That.
3: No doubt, and we appreciate, love you. Continue love success. Guys. Yes. Any closing remarks? Share with the people. Thank
5: you so much.
3: Like I said, it's bigger than hip hop. Yes. <laughs> there it is. Y'all heard it first right here in Bigger Than Hip Hop. That's our very special guest actress, producer, singer, fashion designer. I can go on. Miss mm-hmm. Charlene Brown. Iconic role over there playing Miss Kimberly Reese. Y'all remember. Don't let forget. <laughs> All right. Until next week, y'all. Stay tuned. We out. Peace and blessings. Peace and love, You're Listening to It's
2: Bigger than hip-hop, hip-hop radio.
3: And it's presented like a jewel,
2: enriching, encouraging, and engaging our youth. Here on here. I Heart Radio, with influential guests such as Susan Taylor. Uh, we're a community in crisis, and we have to step up. We have to stand up. We have to speak up. We have to work together. Just series. Just X. And then because we have Facebook and Twitter and we're able to share this information, the information is getting out there more. Dr.
4: Julia Hill. Because we live in a racist society and you can get arrested black boys for walking while black, thinking while black, driving while black, and anything you're doing while black. I can
2: go and tell you why this program you have is so beautiful that one
4: truth don't never have to be validated by ignorance but ignorance will never validate truth
2: this is it's bigger than hip-hop radio tune in every friday from 10 p.m to 11 p.m eastern on wwe am 1100 on iheart radio we here now 1100 at Com.
4: And so again, I said, you know, what you're doing is very important. And a lot of times when you do shows like this, you must have people listen, give a tape recorder, or make the tape available. Hit us up on the
2: hotline at 404-603-8770.